0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley, devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Our worlds can get too small. We get focused on bar charts, trend lines, spreadsheets, and bottom lines. Our vision can be constricted to things like supply chains, inflation, shortages, closure rates, unemployment rates, interest rates. Just for a moment, would you permit me to say, if we're not careful, our small thinking can restrict our view of a great God. Our God will be put on a shelf like some insignificant souvenir from a trip we can't remember. Our God could become, in our own minds, way too small. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 5, It is not ourselves that we preach. We preach Jesus Christ. We preach a great God for every situation. We serve the God who is all-powerful and more than capable. Meeting our needs. Hello, my name is Ken Curley, and all of this week I'm emphasizing the theme you can trust him. He is trustworthy, he is faithful, he is a great God. A.W. Pink once noted in The Attributes of God how vastly different is the God of Scripture from the God of the average pulpit? The God who never changes is reduced in our minds to something so. Inconsequential. J.B. Phillips was a New Testament scholar, world renowned for his knowledge of the Greek language and customs. His translation of the New Testament is still worthy of study and reflection. But he noticed a phenomenon, one that he spoke about occasionally, and he was encouraged to reduce to print. So he penned the book, Your God is Too Small. Phillips wrote that the modern age has created concepts of God that diminish his true nature. That people try to put God in a box, categorize him, Phillips said as a managing director, a puppeteer, a magician, a resident policeman, a fun hater, pie in the sky, and others. Each view of God is wholly insufficient, and it limits God. As A.W. Tozer noted, the first step down for any church is taken when it surrenders its high opinion of God. We can't think too highly of God. He's the only one who will get us out of where we are. The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. In other words, Paul's view of God was elevated. He was gripped by the greatness of God. We should examine our view of God, too big, too small, able, unable, merciful, merciless. Is he the almighty one or the anemic one? Oh, rest assured, he has always had all power, but in our minds and in our daily lives, we've diminished that power. We constantly commit the heinous sin of limiting the Holy One of Israel. Andrew Murray once warned us, Beware in your prayer above everything of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what He can do. I sometimes think we try to make God so accessible, so attainable, that we create a God that bears no relationship to who He truly is. In the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis tried to capture this. His Christ figure is the lion named Aslan. Here are three of the many descriptions of Aslan in Lewis's writing. In The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Mr. Beaver is trying to describe what Aslan is like. Susan interrupts him to ask, is he quite safe? Who said anything about safe, Mr. Beaver replies. Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. In The Horse and His Boy, the lead character Shasta becomes lost in a fog, and in his lostness he senses a presence walking with him. The boy confesses that lions have chased him. His invisible companion proclaims himself to be the single lion that Shasta has seen. The lion who comforted him. The lion who drove jackals from him. The lion who gave the boy's horse new strength. The lion who pushed his boat to a shore where someone could find him. In Prince Caspian, the return to Narnia, Lucy, one year older, makes a return trip to Narnia. And after a series of difficult trials, she happens upon Aslan in a forest clearing. She races to him, throws her arms around his neck, and buries her face in his mane. Aslan said, welcome, child. Aslan, said Lucy, you're bigger. He said, that's because you're older, little one. Not because you are? I'm not. But each year you grow, you'll find me bigger. What great descriptions of our God. He's good, but he's not tame. He's the silent force marching alongside of us. And each year we grow, he should grow bigger in our lives. Is that scriptural? Is that the right view of God? Do you know that thinking this way brings great thoughts of God and great rewards for him? Job 22 says, Now acquaint yourselves with him and be at peace, thereby good will come to you. You may boast of your knowledge of the stock market, of your understanding of the intricacies of your chosen vocation or profession, of your grasp of human nature and what makes people tick. You may know more about politics and ideologies and philosophies the world over, but do you know the greatness of God? Jeremiah 9. Let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these I delight, says the Lord. It's in his great high priestly prayer, Jesus said, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What are we doing? We are magnifying God and lifting him to his true stature in our lives. Do you remember when the Ark of the Covenant was lost on the battlefield? Eli's boys, Hophni and Phinehas, had taken the Ark into battle. And the result was the glory of God. This emblematic piece of furniture of his presence was lost. The Philistines took the Ark and placed it in the temple of Dagon. The next morning, their idol, Dagon, the fish god, had fallen on his face before the ark. They stood the idol back up again. Aren't you glad you have a God, the true and living God, that you don't need to prop up? He doesn't need our assistance, but I believe in the idol factory of our own hearts. We need to see each and every concept, each and every object of worship, Each and every relationship fall before the God who is able to do all things. As someone once said, today's world spells God with a small g and man with a capital M. We create a manageable deity, one who fits within our scheme of things and plays by our rules. But in keeping with the Aslan theme, modern deity has no teeth, no claws, and no power. But human beings attempt to limit the one who has unlimited potential. We, you and me, the creature, are made in God's image, but we try to make God into our image. As Luther once said to Erasmus, your thoughts of God are too human. Think divine thoughts of God. Matthew Henry once said, there is an inexhaustible fullness of grace and mercy in God which the prayers of all the saints can never draw dry. Whatever we may ask or think to ask, still God is able to do more. So very much more. Open your mouth wide where he can fill it. Jesus can restore your finances and then some. Remember the five loaves and two fishes? Jesus can restore your health and then some. Remember how he healed the lepers? Jesus can restore your home and then some. Remember the Samaritan woman? Also remember the admonition of J.B. Phillips in that small book entitled, Your God is Too Small. This is what Jesus revealed to the disciples. They said, we've worked all night. We've fished all night. We've caught nothing. But Jesus said, drop your net on the other side of the boat. Now they could have protested, but they did as he commanded. And the number of fish to hit that net was so great, it broke the nets. Could it be? Could it be that our greatest miracle is just about a boat width away? It's just a matter of turning our perspective 180 degrees Rather than limiting God and making him so small, we need to lift him up and magnify him because our God is able to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Don't think human thoughts about the divine. Let me just mention a few things here. Our God has resources. Here's what Paul said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Anyone listening to this right now, I want to give you that. My God can do that. Even if you limit him and don't think he can do it, he can. He not only has all resources, he has the strength. Paul said also in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we lack strength, we can turn to the Lord who is our strength. Here's another thing. God wants our joy to be full. I love what Jesus said in between that beautiful abiding chapter of John 15 and the high priestly prayer in John 17. He said to his disciples in that day, you will ask me nothing. I say unto you, whatever you ask the father in my name, He will give it to you up till now. You've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Again, let me quote A.W. Tozer. He once said, we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God, who we think God is, what we believe God will do, what he can do. May I suggest to you that there is no other age in which we live, that we need to lift God to the place he belongs in our minds. We need a big God for what we are facing today. Can I tell you a story in closing? I'm one of three boys, the youngest of three brothers. We're all a year apart. I'll never forget at school, I had a bully picking on me and a bully always hangs out with fellow guys. And so it was not just one picking on me. It was a whole gang of guys picking on me. And I'd done what my dad always taught me. You always stand up to a bully, but he brought friends, a lots of friends. One of my older brothers realized something was wrong and he showed up one day and I'll never forget it. I'll never so proud of my big brother. He brought even more of his friends to show up with that gang of bullies. I think I'll just leave the story right there, except to say, you and I, we have an elder brother. That's what Jesus is called in scripture. When you can't fight your battle, when you feel ganged up against, when you feel like you are so small, that's when Jesus shows up. He's still captain of the angel armies. He's got all power in his right hand and he can show himself strong. Just believe. Thank you for sharing a daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.